Hello, this is Pastor John Willingham of Doralstown Presbyterian Church. As our podcast audience continues to grow, I want to thank our loyal listeners and welcome those who may have just recently found us. We know that life can quickly become busy, so this podcast offers an on-the-go opportunity to hear a Sunday sermon along with the scripture lesson read by that day's lay leader or preacher. We also encourage you to visit our website at dtownpc.org to learn more about our church and all of our diverse ministries. Thank you for tuning in. It is a privilege for me to introduce to you our guest preacher this morning, someone for whom many of you is no stranger, uh, the Reverend Robert E. Hamlin, Sr., who is the pastor of the Second Baptist Church of Doylestown. Uh, pastor Hamlin is a native of Pittsburgh, and if you go into his office, you realize two things. He's a man of his convictions, and he serves a very gracious congregation because all around his office is paraphernalia for his beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> and pirates. Don't, don't push it, Bob. <laughs> Pastor Hamlin's uh, academic career, he began by earning a Bachelor of Arts in Criminology at Indiana University of Pennsylvania and worked for 25 years in Bucks County as a probation, adult probation uh, and parole officer. It was during that same period of time that he felt the call to ministry. And he, while working full-time, the father, along with his wife Brenda, of five children, Bob began to attend seminary. And he graduated from Lutheran Theological Seminary in Philadelphia, and then later earned his Doctor of Theology degree from an, another university, um, Slidell Baptist Seminary. He has been the pastor of the Second Baptist Church of Doylestown. He is now in his 28th year. And I'm embarrassed to say I have been in this community 20 years, and it was just a couple years ago we first met. And it came about through what I am convinced is the providence of God. For our congregation has been engaged in a journey called Matthew 25, in which we have committed ourselves to work against the continuing presence and impact of racism in our country. And it was at the same time that Second Baptist Church was beginning an initiative called Christ in Cultural Humility, and a little over two years ago that groups from both churches began to meet together. We started at the most basic level of all, simply to know one another as people and to share our stories with one another. And that relationship has grown. We have broken bread together. We have made field trips together. We have continued to meet every other week, started on Zoom, and has continued in Zoom. In November of last year, I had the privilege of going to Second Baptist Church and bringing many from this congregation where I delivered the sermon that day. And this relationship has continued to grow and deepen, and we are thrilled today to have the members from that congregation and their pastor, Bob Hamlin, bring our message today. And so we ask that you join me in welcoming my colleague and neighbor and my friend, 
Pastor Bob Hamlin. It sounds like someone has come this morning to give the Lord some praise. Can I ask you this morning, did anybody come this morning to give the Lord some praise, amen? We want to thank Pastor John for that welcome and for the hospitality here at Dolestown Presbyterian Church. And uh, I've been moved already when the young children were uh, playing their bells, amen. And uh, I was sharing with Pastor John that uh, my oldest sister plays the bells at her church, and so uh, you're getting started at a good age, amen, and uh, glad to see that they are active and involved in the service. I want to say to our backbench boys, amen, that the wonderful job that they did. <clears throat> that song, Walk Around Heaven All Day is something that just speaks to my heart. I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth, I almost teared up as I was listening to them sing that because I was envisioning walk one day when this is all said and done, walking around. Does anybody feel that blessing that God has in store for us? That one day those who are believers, one day will walk around heaven all day. So giving all honor to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I want to say to our choir that is behind us, Pastor Paul, amen. Awesome as usual, amen, on the piano. We thank God for him and for the choir who is singing behind us. But we want to give all honor, all praise to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to say to Pastor John and to the Matthew 25 group, who I saw uh, many of you uh, here already this morning, to the officers and the members of both Doylestown Presbyterian Church, as well as the Second Baptist Church of Doylestown, amen. They are in here in the house. I'm gonna ask for them to stand, amen. Those from Second Baptist, if you would just stand for a moment, amen. Our congregation will tell you, I asked everybody to be here, amen, and to be here on time, and, and, and I was looking, everybody came in here on time, so praise God, I'm, you all did a great job, amen. <laughs> I greet you with the joy of Jesus in my heart. We had a great time of fellowship, as Pastor John mentioned, back in November of 22, and I praise God uh, for this opportunity that these two churches can come together today, uh, a day in unity, amen. And I want to introduce to you, however, my main member of my amen choir who's here today. That is my lovely wife, Sister Brenda, amen. If you just raise your hand, Sister Brenda. <laughs> amen. But church, what a time that we are living in today. If there ever was a time when people need to come together, I want to tell you now is that time. You know, about a year and a half ago, or maybe two years ago at Second Baptist, we started a new ministry, as Pastor John had mentioned, called Christ and Cultural Humility. This particular ministry came about as we saw a need to encourage our congregation to honor and to highlight the wonderful diversity that we have here at our church. And so we asked our ministry leaders 
if they'd be so kind to serve as ambassadors to this particular program and to represent the church in fulfilling that task. And so as we think about all the world troubles that are around us, I, I got to the point, Pastor John, that I don't even want to turn the news on, that it's just so much tragedy that we see. And uh, when we think about all the world's troubles and the lack of communication between nations and people, uh, not too long ago, about 15 months ago, we saw ambassadors from all nations. We saw them come together with the hope of ending the Russia and Ukraine war, which is still going on. And watching those ambassadors and watching them come together made me think about the Apostle Paul in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 to 21, where he encouraged the Corinthian church to be ambassadors for Christ. And it's my belief that God is calling all of us today, each and every one of us, he's calling us to serve as ambassadors for him. If you be so kind and listen to the words that are recorded in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning at verse 17 through 21, the King James Version, I believe it is in your bulletin as well. For it says this, that therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, that be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. If you look at the first part there of verse 20, and it says this, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. I want to use as a topic this morning really the question, are you an ambassador for Christ? I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and say, neighbor, are you an ambassador for Christ? Amen. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, Lord, as we have come on this day, God, we know that you are in control of all things. And we ask, God, that you would be with us now as your word comes forward. Lord, if there's anyone here under the sound of my voice who does not know you personally in the pardoning of their sins, we pray, God, that you would speak to their hearts, that upon hearing your word, that someone would cry out this morning, Lord God, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? For we ask this in the mighty, matchless, marvelous name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. In our text this morning, we find the Apostle Paul. He is writing to the Corinthian church, and he is advising them that everybody who accepts Christ becomes a new being. And he said that they should throw away the old things and forget about the past, and that God did the work of reconciling us to him through Jesus Christ, and that we who are believers, we should be ambassadors for Christ. So this passage of scripture says a lot of things to us as Christians when it calls us to be ambassadors for Christ. 
It's saying that we are Christ's representatives to this world. And like an ambassador who's on assignment, we live in this place temporarily, but we are representing heaven. As the men were singing, now I'm going to walk around heaven all day. We are representing heaven as ambassadors for Christ. And what we're here for is we are here to share the message with the world, amen? And the reason is because one day we will be judged, ultimately not on how popular or how successful we are in this world, but we'll be judged by how faithfully we represent the Lord while we're here, amen? So I'm wondering this morning, are you an ambassador for Christ? So how do you become an ambassador for Christ? That's a good question. Verse 18 of the text says this, and all things are of God who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. God made us to know him. Jesus said in John 17, three, now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So church, God made us to know him. He made us to love him. And he made us to fellowship with him forever. But you know what happened? Starting back with Adam and Eve in the garden, all mankind rebelled against God. And since that time, we have been at war with God ever since. Now, you may sit there and say, well, listen, that's not me. I've never been at war with God. But the reality is you have and I have as well. We may not want to admit it. But there have been times when each and every one of us has disobeyed God. God told us to do one thing and we did something else. God told us to live a certain way, but we lived another way. God told us to serve him and we served ourselves instead. God told us to treat people one way, but we treated them as we saw fit instead. The reality is, yes, we have been at war with God. And we actually have been God's enemy. We all have. Romans 5.10 says this, because of our sin, that we were all the enemies of God. But amazingly, even though we were his enemies, God still loved us. All I can say is thank you, Lord. The Bible says, yet while we were yet sinners, meaning while we were his enemies, that Christ still loved us, amen? And he paid for the sins of his enemies on the cross so that if we would repent and if we would come back to God, we can be reconciled to him again, amen? And so that's, church, what it means when it says that God reconciled us to himself through Christ. So now, if we will repent and if we will return to God, we can be reconciled with him, amen? Because when we hear that message and when we believe it, and when we turn around and when we come back to God, we are forgiven. And when I think about what the Lord has done for us, when I look at my own life and I think about the goodness of God and what the Lord has done for me, my heart gets full because I know that I shouldn't even be here today. There's a song that says that it could have been me, that it should have been me if it wasn't for the Lord. And the reality is, if the Lord had not been on your side, I want to ask you this morning, where would you be? You see, God's spirit comes into your heart when we give our lives to him. And we're given a home in heaven. 
And most importantly, we are reconciled with the God who made us for himself. And the truth is, and I thank God for this, that we can spend all eternity with him like he intended for us to do in the beginning, amen? So when it happens to you, when you turn it over to God, when you are reconciled to God through faith in Jesus Christ, then you who were formerly an enemy of God now become his ambassador to the world, amen? So if you're a Christian, then you're an ambassador for Christ, amen? This world is not your home. Heaven is your home, amen? And your success in this life won't be judged by how popular you are in this world. Uh, I don't know if when you're out now, and I don't care where you are, you can be in a store, you can be in a pro, you can be in church, and you still see folk who are taking selfies uh, all the time. Amen. I even see folk in church. I, I, I'm assuming, I'm trying to believe that they're reading the Bible. Amen. <laughs> but they got the phone tilted down and the smile on their face. The question is, how faithful are you in representing God, who have reconciled himself and has made you his ambassador? Now, let me share this with you, because the reality is that every ambassador has a mission. Every ambassador has a mission. So as an ambassador, what are you supposed to be doing? Let me help you this morning. Because in any job, you have to know what your job description is in order to do it. So what is it that you're supposed to be doing as Christ's ambassador? Paul said it to us earlier. He said that God gave us the ministry of reconciliation. We have been reconciled to God, and now our job as ambassadors is to bring other people back to him as well. Amen? And that's what earthly ambassadors do. Their mission is to make and keep good relationships between countries to bring them together. And that's what God is calling us to do as ambassadors for him, amen? As a people of God, we are called to help make good relationships for those who don't know the Lord or those who have moved away from him and bring them back together, amen? Because God made people for himself. And even though they've gone off and even though we've gone away from him at times, God still loves us, amen? And he wants us back. And he wants to use us to help bring other people back, amen? They may be afraid when you approach them, or they may not know how to come back to God, but that's our job. It is our job, church, as his ambassadors, to help people come back to the Lord, amen, somebody? We have to remember, church, what our mission is, amen? Listen to me, if you're a Christian, you need to see yourself wherever you are, as God's ambassador to that place, amen? You need to realize that wherever it is that God has placed you in life, then God has put you there so that you can help to reconcile somebody else to get back to him, amen? That job that you have, you're not at that job by accident. God appointed you as his ambassador to that place to help lead some people back to him. That school, we had our young children who were here, the school that they're in, or these are really young kids, so I know they're in daycare, amen, but those who are older in school. You're not at that school by accident. God placed you there as an ambassador for Christ. You don't just happen to live in the neighborhood that you are living in, amen. 
God has purposely placed you there in that neighborhood that you're in so that you can be an ambassador for the Lord, amen? God has appointed you to be his ambassador for your school, for that job that you have, for that neighborhood that you live in, to take people by the hand and to lead them, amen? That's your mission as God's ambassador, amen? But not only did God give us a mission, but God also gave us a message, a message to share. You have an unchanging message, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen? Now, Paul describes it here in verse 21 of the text, and he says this. He says, for he hath made him to be sent for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, amen? That's the gospel right there, that we were sinners. But Jesus' death on the cross saves us from our sins when we repent and when we trust him as Savior, amen? Church, that's the gospel. That's what the Lord wants us to give out as a message. That's our message, and we are not to change that message, amen? We're not free to take out the hard parts or, or change it and make it more pleasing to the people of our age, amen? The truth is that's one of the major problems we have in our world today and even in our churches today. Churches want to be so popular. They want to have the big crowd, but some of them are watering down God's word so people don't have to be convicted about how they're living, amen? As God's ambassador's church, we cannot compromise God's message one iota. Don't you dare change what the Lord has said, amen? The message of the gospel doesn't change. And you and I won't be judged by how popular we are with this world, but whether what we've been faithful to pass along the message that Jesus Christ has given us to deliver, amen? So as ambassadors then for Christ, we need to know that our conduct matters. Amen, somebody? You see, the conduct of an ambassador is extremely important because whatever they do reflects upon the one who sent them as an ambassador. Now, every now and then, when you're watching the news, you'll hear that a country's ambassador has been recalled, amen, home for some kind of scandalous reason because their conduct wasn't befitting one who was an ambassador of the country. So I'm telling you this because you and I, we have to be careful how we act when you're an ambassador of the Lord, amen? We have to guard our conduct because we're not just representing ourselves. We're representing the Lord and whatever it is that we do, amen? That's why Pastor John, the Pastor Paul, the Apostle Paul says this in Philippians 1.27. He said that whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, he said that I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. Amen? He's saying that as a Christian, as a Christian, you need to make sure that your conduct reflects well on the gospel, amen? Because you're an ambassador for Christ. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 6.3, listen what he says. He said that we ought to make sure that we put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Amen? 
What he's saying, church, is listen, don't let anything you do, and I mean anything, bring discredit to the gospel. And that you need to be willing to stop anything that you're doing that might hinder people from coming to the kingdom of God. Amen, somebody. Listen, we live here in America, and I want to tell you, you all know, living in America, we're big on claiming our rights. Amen. Somebody tells us not to do something, you know the first thing out of our mouths. You can't tell me uh, what to do. This is America. I can do whatever I want to do. Amen. We're always demanding our rights. But let me tell you something. As Christians, it's a different story. In 1 Corinthians 6.19, listen to what it says. It says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? The word says that you are not your own. Amen. Listen to me. If you're a Christian, you're not free to do anything that you want to do. Amen, somebody. You've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And you're now his ambassador here on earth. Amen. You're not free to do whatever you want or live however you want or sell whatever you want or sleep with whoever you want or anything else, amen? You are God's ambassador here on earth and people are looking at you. And if you're living in a way that's contrary to God's word, then not only are people going to call you a hypocrite, but they're going to talk bad about God and they're going to talk bad about the church because of you. And so that's exactly what Paul told the Roman church, that the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Can I ask you this morning, church, is your conduct becoming of an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ? You see, we got to realize, as Paul says, that we are ambassadors for Christ, not just in church on Sunday. We all look good on Sunday, amen? That uh, we're in here, you're dressed on time, and listen, we just praising God, amen? We look good on Sunday. But what about the other days of the week, amen? Not just in church on Sunday, that's the least of it. It's a 24-hour a day. It's seven days a week. It's everywhere we go and everything we do, amen? So we got to ask the Lord today. Is there anything, Lord, in my life right now that might be turning people away from you? Is there anything in my relationships? Is there anything in my words? Is there anything in my attitudes? Is there anything in my work? Is there anything in my business deals? Is there anything that's reflecting badly on Christ? Amen. And when he shows it to you, because if you ask him, he will show you. How many of you in here know that if you ask the Lord to point out what needs to change in your life? Oh, he'll, he'll point it out to you. Amen. And so when he shows it to you, ask him to help you change it. Amen, somebody? Ask him to help you change it. Or maybe you've never become an ambassador for Christ because you've never really given your heart and your life over to Jesus. Amen. If not, I stopped by this morning to tell you, you need to do it today, amen? Because God has paid the way for you to come back to him through Jesus' death on the cross. And you need to ask him to forgive you and to save you and to help you turn and follow him right now, amen? How many of you know that we are living in a latter-day scenario, amen? We are seeing 
uh, prophecy being filled, fulfilled right before our eyes almost daily. You can almost turn on the news and go right to the Bible and see where we are, amen? We are coming down the stretch. And now is the time to get your heart and your life together and to ask the Lord and the Lord Jesus Christ to invite him into your heart if you don't know him as your savior, amen? But you need to do it now. Tomorrow is not promised to us because God has paid the way for you to come back to him through the death of his son, Jesus, on the cross. So ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask him to save you. Ask him to help you. Ask him to help you to turn and to follow him right now. He will accept you just as you are. Pastor John had mentioned that I was about 39 years old when the Lord had called me in the ministry and I was just sharing with them before we came in. About a week and a half before the Lord called me in the ministry, I had just spoke to somebody and I was sharing with them one thing I can guarantee that I would never do and that is become a pastor or a preacher, amen. <laughs> I saw what my the pastor went through and I said, boy, there's no way in the world I would ever want to put up with all that abuse that he was taking. And so I'm telling you now, be careful now what you say and what you ask for, amen. Listen, where it says, therefore we are Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. And that we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God, amen. Can I ask you this morning, church, is anybody glad to be an ambassador for Christ? Are you glad? Are you really glad? Is anybody thankful to serve the Lord? Amen. Listen, if you're thankful and you know that God has blessed you and you're looking at your life right now and know that if it had not been for the Lord who had been on your side, where you would be, if you realize today all of the blessings that God has given you, then somebody ought to be giving God some praise and thanking God for all of his blessings. Amen. Church, we ought to rejoice in the goodness of the Lord for allowing us the privilege of working on his behalf. Amen. And so when I think about Pastor John, what the Lord has done for me, realizing where I should be, but here I stand today because of God's grace, because of God's mercy, and because of God's love. Church, are you an ambassador for Christ? May God bless you. Have a smile upon you. Thank you again for joining us today. Once again, I invite you to check out dtownpc.org for information about our worship and programming for all ages.